I know I don't know much about you. But racing through my head, all thoughts about you. Yeah, you know I never try to hurt you. You know, and I hate to see you go. Yeah, I got something to say. Wishful thinking, babe. The Billy Bean of Bar Trivia himself, Roger Brandstetter. What's up, Raj? I am Moneyball champion of pub trivia. I'm ready to rock. Ready to rock. Awesome. Um, so this is a, a little bit of a different experiment that we're doing. Um, so oftentimes uh, when we're talking in our own group chat, um, you know, this what this podcast is for, um, talking about bringing your group chat messages and everything that happens in there to real life, to a more open forum. Um, we talk about the movies we're watching and then for whatever reason we always end up diving into a super deep discussion about actors best roles accolades etc um, so we decided to bring this to the pod chat show and have an in-depth conversation about some actors and actresses we love um, starting first with the incomparable brad pitt um not sure why we started <laughs> with brad pitt there's a lot of other people we love um we'll chat at the end of the show about who's coming up and what you can look forward to. Um, But since we are talking about Brad Pitt and his movies, there is a requisite spoiler warning. Um, We'll be talking extensively about Brad's movies, among other things. So if you don't know yet what's in the box or about the eight rules of fight club, please go have yourself a movie marathon and then uh, rejoin us a little bit later. Spoiler alert. First two are the same rule. (laughs) Uh, the only two rules I remember, the first two and the last one, if it's your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight. Uh, Gotta take a shot. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to start off with some um, some fun facts about Brad Pitt here, just to get the, the ball rolling. Everybody knows who the fuck Brad Pitt is, but anyway, um, some interesting things. Brad Pitt is banned from China. Um that is because of his movie Seven Years in Tibet, um, which is like one of three movies that he stars in with the number seven in it. Um, he was a college journalism major at the University of Missouri. So that's kind of a notorious journalism school. Um, one of our favorites, Robert Mays, went to University of Missouri, for instance. Um, he and Jennifer Aniston started Plan B Productions, but since their divorce and there was some other guy in there as well that left for paramount um brad pitt is like the sole runner and owner of plan b productions which has produced um a lot of oscar nominated movies of late um he has been himself in seven seven oscar nominated movies um babel babel i don't really know how to say that 100 percent babel Babel, um, directed by future Best Director winner Alejandro Iñárritu, um, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Inglorious Bastards, The Tree of Life, Moneyball, Twelve Years of Slave, and The Big Short. Um, so the lone Oscar to Brad Pitt's credit is for producing Twelve Years a Slave. Um, so he's still missing that elusive Oscar nom. Um, he is a Saints fan, and um, yeah, that's that's all I got. I also got some almost roles but do you have any um thing to add any comments on some of that trivia i just rattled off i was not aware that he had only won a singular oscar at this point uh i think based on this and based on leo finally winning he uh takes that mantle as the guy who like 
definitely probably deserves a some sort of either a supporting or a leading actor, or I guess I mean at this stage in career is in his career maybe like a producer Oscar at some point just based on his body of work. Which I mean, you were saying how we're we're not t- completely sure why uh, he's first, but like all of these movies that we're about to talk about are awesome movies. I, there's there's a lot in here that. I think pretty much anyone can get behind if not for his acting chops then because he for a period of time was certainly like one of the most attractive actors in Hollywood. And I know that is why I was dragged to some of these movies. (laughs) Yeah. I, when I was going through the trivia, a lot of it was just, you know, like the first person that people named the sexiest man alive twice and was voted number nine on VH1's hot, people list or whatever the hell it's it's a lot of that stuff but i think that stuff kind of overshadows oftentimes like some of the roles that he's um taken on and some of the movies he's been in like i said he has been in seven oscar nominated movies a lot of times i mean that feels a little bit difficult to be in that many movies and as an actor he only has two best actor actor excuse me nomination and that's for playing Benjamin Button and playing Billy Bean. Um, so that's like just a little bit curious. Um, curious case. It's a curious case. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing if he's won. He won best supporting actor for 12 monkeys. Um, golden globe, best supporting actor. Usually when you win a golden globe, that's a pretty good indicator of how you'll fare. in. I mean, to me, it's like the, primary to the general election a lot of times yeah the foreign press tends to rate things a little differently than the academy but it is a solid if you're going to be placing bets or trying to do a prediction prediction article like uh, me uh then golden globes is a really good place to start yeah absolutely um i have some some listed down here maybe we can talk about if you feel like he would have won an oscar for some of these roles um I'm not really seeing it, but um, some of his almost roles, so roles that he was going to take, but for whatever reason or another, it just didn't line up. Um, he was going to play an astronaut in Apollo 13. Okay. Um, that would have been probably pretty big for his career. Um, even bigger, he was on the short list for Neo in The Matrix. Jesus. Um, yeah, so I know it's it's pretty notorious that Will Smith turned down that role for Wild Wild West, but I think that's pretty wild that uh, that role almost went to Brad Pitt. Um, he almost played Willy Wonka in Charlie, and <laughs> which would have been wild. Come Just with wild. me, yeah, that would be one hundred percent. I I didn't like the the newer one that much. I would solidly have preferred a brad pitt version to a johnny depp version oh probably i i'm picturing like his role in burn after reading where he's just super wild and a little bit goofy and like that's the kind of willy wonka i would have expected out of brad pitt probably first rule of candy you don't talk about candy (laughs) (laughs) hey wonka had a lot of rules those fatties were just violating all of them and then the last almost role that i had written down which is pretty important because i think i can comfortably say this is one of our collective favorite movies and that's as colin sullivan in the departed um so for the uninitiated that's matt damon's role um so that would have been 
pretty, pretty interesting to see him going with Leo hand in hand. We'll see Brad Pitt and Leo in a movie coming up um, whenever they finish that one. It's the, uh, the Scorsese one, I believe. Um, so we'll finally get them together there, but that, w- that would have been a really interesting role for him. Yeah, I don't. I'm less in on that only because I th- feel like Departed is, in my opinion, just like one of the perfect movies. But like, you know, Brad Pitt's great. It, I would at least be curious to see what his lines would have sounded like, though. I don't think he could have nailed the um, the Boston Saudi accent like Matt Damon, Maddie. Yeah, that, that movie is pretty unassailable. I don't really have any qualms with it. Um Brad Pitt just would have added to the star power of the movie, uh, especially for when it came out. That was a pretty oh seven, I believe. That was a pretty, I believe, turbulent time for Brad Pitt himself because I think he divorced <laughs> Jay Aniston in like oh five. Um, Man, pour one out. Tough look for my guy Brad in the early aughts. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, do you have the IMDb page out? Because we're gonna just roll through some of his. Um, acting credits, focusing mostly mostly on the lead and supporting roles. Yeah, I got it up. Starting with what? Dark Side of the Sun, 1988. <laughs> oh, I'm not going back that far. I was kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to more focus on um, when I feel like the collective consciousness of America decided that Brad Pitt was going to be like the next thing. Um, and I think uh, I hear a lot that it's his role in Thelma and Louise. Um where he kind of shows up as just this attractive guy and people decided, Hey, this is, this is a guy we want to put in movies. I feel like it's a little entourage where they kind of pluck this kid from obscurity. I mean, he has some decent credits before that, whether that's growing pains or 21 jump street, but that Thelma and Louise was like the first movie where people really saw him. Yeah, for sure. If I'm picking a movie where I think he became a movie star, I would say probably A River Runs Through It or, I don't know, Interview with a Vampire, only because he's starring across from Tom Cruise, who obviously we know is kind of a big movie star. But it's uh, pretty hard to argue with Thelma and Louise, if only because, I mean, people know it and know that Brad Pitt was big in it. It was one of his big movies, which I guess is sort of what we're talking about, so... We got to add Tom Cruise to the list here. Um, yes, yes, I, I want to say the most underrated action hero of all time because that's just you don't think of Tom Cruise when you think of uh, action stars. You think of like the uh, the Schwarzeneggers and the Stallones. And I, I'm getting off topic. Anyway, um, what do we got here? We we talked about a river runs through it. Um, that was a pretty big movie for him. Uh, interview with the vampire you're right we saw him across from um tom cruise, tom cruise banderas kirsten dunce christian slater at his christian slateriest yes it's sharing some pivotal scenes with christian slater i'm not a big christian slater guy so you know i'm not either but like i did like him in interview with the vampire and like obviously i really enjoyed him in mr robot and he like he just cropped up a bunch in the 90s and a lot of stuff. And it seemed like Interview with the Vampire was like maybe, I don't know, it seemed very good for him. And I believed him as a goofy, scared reporter. And I believed uh, Brad Pitt as a sexy vampire. So, 
uh, best role of Christian Slater's career, season eight of Entourage, when he flips off Johnny Drama. That's it. <laughs> Victory. Victory. Um, I'm just joking. Here's a hot take for you. Uh, interview with the Vampire, Kirsten Dunst's best performance. Um, I haven't s- probably seen enough of her performances to make that definitive decision. However, of the ones I've seen, it was really, really good. <laughs> this is like crazy good. I definitely liked it better than I guess what I would say would be her other like iconic performance would be Spider-Man, right? As Mary Jane. Well, Spider-Man and or Bring It On. <laughs> Did not see Bring It On. So you never uh, seen Bring It On? Oh my gosh. Uh anyway. <laughs> you've got to you've got to watch Bring It On. That's like missing out on <laughs> on Clueless and um Didn't see it. <laughs> Oh come on! Uh, what's the keep name in new- legally keep blonde? I did see legally blonde. Something like that. So, okay. Well, anyway, pretty good. Having- Gabby Union. Oh man, you got to watch that. Colin Farrell, the lobster, the the lobster himself. Um, Colin Farrell. Anyway, yes, I would agree that Kristen Dunst was incredible in Interview with a Vampire, especially as a child actress. She was like awesome. She was better, I think. Uh, she's a better actress. Her performance was better than Tom Cruise, though he definitely stole the performance just based on his outlandishness in the movie. Tom Cruise was 100% just going for it. I'm, like He I'm, was at his most Tom cruise in that movie. He might have wild. actually been a vampire for that movie. <laughs> I I literally think like if nobody foresaw you know a decade later that he'd be jumping up and down on Oprah's couch screaming over his love for Katie Holmes, then they didn't see Interview with the Vampire because I, you just knew that crazy was in there somewhere. Yeah, I feel like his normalcy was the actual acting that he's performed. Yeah. That. Anyway, this is about Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Um, also so- handsome. A great year for Brad Pitt. Why don't we stop and talk about this point? 1994, because he had Interview with the Vampire, and then he had Legends of the Fall in the same year. Um, That's a pretty big deal. It's pretty good. And then if we extend that run... um, Oops, I lost my my tracking here. I got Uh, it. The next film was 7 in 95, 12 Monkeys also in 95, Sleepers 96, Meet Joe Black was the following one in 98. Ah, you're forgetting Seven Years in Tibet, though. That's the uh, the band from China movie. Ah, uh, 97. Good. And The Devil's Own. Why is my IMDb is messing up right now? This is... Okay, why don't we... Um, why don't we talk about what movie made him a star? Because I feel like we are in that range right now. Um, it's not later. This is just like a... I mean, This it's, is a pretty epic run right yeah, now. It's... Like a, Definitely has to be 90s, obviously. Because one of the topics I have on here is the best three-year stretch, but I think there's an argument to be made that um, Brad Pitt had just a phenomenal six-year run here that's just really kind of underrated. Um, What movie do you think made him uh, not just a a, uh, star and uh, actor that's highly sought after, but just a a superstar in the mid-90s, somebody that's just... You turn and you're like, oh, there's there's Brad Pitt, the movie star. So I would say Thelma and Louise. Uh, the reason I would say that is because it's Metascore is 88, and all the rest of 
his scores on these movies are not like the best. I mean, there's uh, 12 Monkeys got a 74 meta score, 760 got a 65. Um, I just think being in a good movie and an iconic movie uh, as an extremely handsome person is what will make you a movie star. And for me, I guess that'd be Thelma and Louise, though I enjoy interview with the vampire a little better personally okay that makes sense um i think i have to go with interview with the vampire itself i think this is just one of those instances if you take a step back and look at it it really is him kind of going toe-to-toe with um brad pitt in specific scenes and with um antonio banderas and some other scenes and then christian slater in probably a one of the more campier roles um, that you'll see from Christian Slater just being in that apartment room. I'm sure they, you know, filmed that in like two days. But um, I, I think that's the one that probably triggered this run and made him a star. Not his peak, not his best performance, I wouldn't say, but I think that's what triggered this run. No, and it definitely showed his chops in terms of being able to be, I mean, show sorrow and rage and passion and i mean he does a, a truly excellent movie i very much enjoyed it uh his hair was awesome in interview with the vampire which i don't think hurts his case for that having been the movie that made him a quote-unquote movie star yeah and from what I, from my like half-assed research i found after i watched the movie that brad pitt kind of asked off the movie. Um, I don't, I'm not sure who he asked off. He had like a buddy that was a producer or something, but they were filming for a few weeks and they were just always filming in the dark. He had the uncomfortable eye contacts and the makeup that they had to go through um, to kind of get those vampire veins going. Uh, it was a tough look, but I mean, he stuck it out and I guess he, he's probably glad he did because that triggered this just, excellent six-year run um should we run through the six-year run this is this is underrated i want to measure this up against some other runs um in movie history so i think it goes from 94 to 2001 um let me see here hell of a run one thing before we get there was he is he from new orleans um the saints thing is throwing me off Oh, uh, where is he from? Because I know that uh, Vampire was shot in New Orleans, and it's very New Orleans-y movie, so I don't... Yeah, he is. He was born in Oklahoma, huh. and that's that's just what IMDb says. He, I mean, he went to, to high school in Missouri and then um, college in Missouri as well, but I do believe he owns a home in New Orleans, too, so that might just be a like a place that he likes. Well, um, can't knock the hustle. Let's get on this uh, six-year run. Yeah, it's better than another actor that's a fucking Patriots fan. Um, so, yeah, this epic run, I want to measure this up against some other epic runs when we start talking about other actors here. Should we um, have a, a sound drop or some sort of uh, some effect for epic run? Um, yeah, I can figure something out. Air horn? Uh, <laughs> Um, so it starts with Interview with the Vampire in 1994. We already mentioned Legends of the Fall came out the same year. 
Um, in 95, he had seven opposite of Morgan frickin' Freeman. Um, then 12 Monkeys, the same here. Um, sleepers in 96. Um, seven Years in Tibet in 97. Meet Joe Black in 98. Fight Club in 1999. Um, Guy Ritchie's Snatch in 2000. Uh, the Mexican in 01. And Ocean's 11 in 01. Wild time <laughs> yeah. for Brad Pitt. Good for him. I mean, now he's kind of an actor that is just maybe, maybe pumping out. Actually, he never mind. He's still pretty consistently showing up in movies. Um, but it, it was just one of those times where he's just rattling off these really good movies in the late '90s and. I don't know if anybody else has like a, a real late nineties run like that. Brad Pitt might've been just the golden boy. And not to mention he had that cameo in O one on friends, which is a pretty famous cameo for himself. Cause I mean, obviously he was, uh, Brad Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. He was <laughs> freaking Brad Pitt, you know? Yeah. I completely forgot about that until you just mentioned it. Yeah, I, that was that was right before Ocean's Eleven came out. So impressive, pretty big plug considering the millions of people that watch Friends. Um, it, I just think that's a great run too because I have to mention that Ocean's Eleven is just the pinnacle of movies where you're just throwing a bunch of movie stars in an ensemble cast and just telling them to act like movie stars. And Brad Pitt does that the best. Like he is sitting in the background you know eating food uh throwing out quippy lines being george clooney's right hand man george clooney's one of his good friends too and just having a super good time and i I think the the movies in that run that led up to oceans 11 just allowed him to be that guy and oceans 11 was just like the pinnacle of that run yeah i i would agree with that and i mean he's very much been that in I mean, every movie he's been in since then, it seems almost like it's like sort of channeling that same energy from 2001 where it's like, oh, I'm Brad Pitt and I'm in this movie and I'm going to make everyone around me like seem more fun pretty much just because like I'm like a just a good actor, whatever movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's it's kind of wild because after that, he kind of does some voice work um some cameos up until 2004 and this just might be being super biased because it's brad pitt and we really enjoy brad pitt but he also just has another great run after that just consistently punch pumping out good movies and this is what makes like the number of oscar nominations and the number of well, the lone win for producing all that more staggering. Cause in 04, he has Troy and then the sequel to oceans 11, um, oceans 12, 05. He has Mr. And Mrs. Smith, which kind of started the whole Brangelina thing. So I think that might've hurt his reputation for a while. And people were not very friendly towards Brad Pitt. Cause if he was, was he nominated for Babel? I can't remember, but I know that so. um, that Mr. and Mrs. Smith was when him and Angie started actually like seeing each other and dating, which is a little scandalous just because like if you're co-stars, that's probably not the coolest thing to do. Yeah, it's the whole homewrecker 
thing that was just it was kind of wild it fell more on angelina jolie fairly or unfairly but at the same time i think that just kind of um changed the perception of brad pitt in a way that was a little bit hard to come back from hard to recover from you know um especially in the the early aughts there like in 05 that's really when like social media and all that stuff started to take off too so again another tough look for my guy sorry mike was off uh yeah that being said i mean mr and mrs smith was a masterpiece movie i very much enjoyed that almost it's more so than good. some of his earlier stuff yeah it's so good um uh, other notable movies here in um the first part first decade of the 2000s i mean obviously oceans 13 wrapping up that trilogy um Burn After Reading, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and Glorious Bastards just rattling off hit after hit. Moneyball. Um, and then it gets kind of wonky. Killing Them Softly, World War Z. Okay, I guess. World War Z is kind of rewatchable. Like, if that's on TBS or something, I'm kind of, I'll plug in and I'll watch that. Um, yeah, it so- depends what you're into, but like... I don't know. Like it. It's a good movie. It's, it's solidly entertaining. It's not like it's a bad movie. It's just not one of Brad Pitt's best movies, in my opinion. I like zombie movies, and I think like the main the main thing about uh, World War Z was that it was a, based on a book, but like decidedly not what the book was about at all. It kind of just took the idea and ran with it because it isn't the book based off of like three separate stories from people who are going through this zombie outbreak together. Yeah. It was like not really based. Like it was based off the book. And I mean, in terms of that, it followed the plot of the book. It just wasn't, I don't know when you read a book, it takes like eight hours to get through the book. And if you watch a movie, it takes like an hour and a half. So there's just by definition, a lot less detail. Yeah. Look no further than, Harry Potter. That's just what I'm. I'm you watch into your mouth. Hey, hey. Um, and then, bam! Just rebounding super hard for another one of our favorites, The Big Short. Um, one of my personal favorite movies of the twenty uh, tens. Yeah, that's when it came out. Twenty fifteen, only three years ago. Yeah, it's um, crazy. I watched Allied uh, not too long ago, which was. Pretty decent. I mean, I said and will continue to say that if you show me a movie with Marion Cotillard in it, that I will love that movie automatically because she is excellent in everything that she does. Um, I think she had the better performance in that movie, but Brad Pitt was still um, really good himself. Um, Quick little Deadpool 2 cameo. That's always good to get on to boost your, um, your talking points here. And then he's coming up. Uh, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, World War Z was announced, uh, or World War Z 2, rather, was announced. Um, so with that being said, um, what is his, not best movie, we'll get to best movie next, but what is his best performance that you think it is? Because I think I have two answers for this. Well, I think it has to be Fight Club, right? Like, that was just an unbelievable movie. Uh, the script was insane, and uh, I mean, Edward Norton was great in it. 
the direction was insane. It was like visually stunning. And uh, I mean, the poster for it is on in every dorm room in the country. Like, it's just a really good movie. It's really hard to argue with Tyler Durden. I mean, he's just like an iconic character, even if, I mean, pretentious people say the book is better than the movie. Obviously, that's just how it goes. We've just recently spoken about this. And uh, yes, (laughs) uh, it's, I don't know, it's just a crazy good movie. Like, I could pick a movie that I like more, but in terms of like his best performance, like I don't know if you're going to get more iconic than Tyler Durden. Hmm. I agree. I like fight club and I think I just Tyler Durden is just, um, notorious. Like, I don't know a lot of people who have, you know, over a certain number of DVDs, let's say they own 20 DVDs in their personal collection. Fight Club is almost always a part of that collection. That's just, I don't know. I, I feel like I want to look up like how many uh, Blu-rays and DVDs Fight Club has sold over the years and how many posters have they sold. And um, At least a dozen. Like um, minimum a dozen. Um, I'm going to go a different way though, because while I agree that, that is one of his better performances. And I think that is definitely in the top three for his uh, best movies that he's ever been in. I kind of think Edward Norton is a little bit better in that movie. So I can't like, yeah, really in good consciousness, give it to him. Um, so I'm going to go, and this one might be a little bit wild, but I'm going to go as his role as Achilles in Troy. Holy shit. Really? I uh, know it's Dude, I don't ride for Troy every day of the week. I just know that it's not like a prestige movie that anyone else is going to ride for. It's not, but I'm picking this movie because when I recently watched it again, I was like, like, this is the movie where I was like, fuck Brett, like he's good in fight club and he's a badass in fight club, but he was a super badass in Troy. I think he was just killing it on the screen anytime he was on there, whether he was sharing a scene um, with Brian Cox, shout out to Brian Cox, the, uh, the guy, um, Logan Roy on succession, which you gotta, you gotta watch. Love Um, Cox. Love or with uh, Eric Bana. Um, I don't know if he really shares any scenes with uh, Orlando Bloom, but he's, I feel like he's the better performer on the screen at any given time. He does share a pretty infamous one with Orlando Bloom. Yes. In which he gets oh, yes. shot in the ankle like a wuss. Fun fact, uh, he actually did rupture his Achilles on the set of that movie. Which is, <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, oh, we yeah. Have to stop filming. <laughs> Achilles has ruptured his... Wait for it. <laughs> I, I think it was towards the end of the filming because it caused Ocean's 12 to get pushed back to start production on that movie. That's unreal. I mean, luckily those movies came up at the same time, but um, yeah, he's just going, um, you know, toe to toe with Sean Bean, uh, Brendan Gleeson. And I don't know. I just thought he was like a super badass in that movie. And I mean, just the the shape that he got in. He gained 20 pounds to play the role. And, um, you know, the workouts they did were designed to kind of get him to look like a Greek statue. And because you know how they they look with like the 
elongated looking torso and i think it's it might be one of the last movies where um where brad pitt tried physically um he is shredded for that movie yes um oh yes (laughs) i can't really remember if you i mean probably a lot of weapons training in mr and mrs smith um curious case of benjamin button he had to look super old and then super young in that order. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm ride or die for Troy. Um, maybe it's just the, uh, the historical fiction aspect of it too. Cause obviously one of my favorite movies is gladiator as well. So, yeah. So I can ride for Troy every day of the week. I adore that movie, but I also recognize that's very much for me personally. I feel like it's in this, uh, snow piercer camp where a lot of people just like sort of write it off because it's like, it is a little goofy and it is a little bit over the top, but like, I completely agree that Brad Pitt is awesome in that movie. And like, I vividly remember going to the movie and walking out like, Oh, I want to be like Achilles. Brad Pitt was awesome. Yeah. For a 2004 movie, the fight choreography is pretty wild and Brad Pitt was killing it. Um, one so to speak (laughs) obviously i've read up a lot on this movie as you can tell but he and eric banna when they have their little standoff um they actually did perform the fight sequence in that and they they placed a bet i forget how much the amount was but every time they like actually hit each other they had to like pay each other money um and that this regard it kind of hurts my case because brad pitt ended up having to pay eric banna a lot of money and uh eric banna barely had to pay him any at all that's fine i'm fine with that i mean you're brad pitt so he's probably just whacking you anyway and you're just like okay that's fine you can hit me again um, hit me again the worst hulk um <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's go right into um next topic of discussion best movie what is brad pitt's best movie so for me it's between two it's uh either inglorious or big short and like fight clubs really good movie uh it's almost to the point uh where it's like i'm trying to think of another movie where it's like that maybe like an inception or like something where like if too many college kids have a poster of a movie in their dorm room, it can't be the best movie. <laughs> yes. That's a good like comp. Cause I remember when inception came out and I was guilty of this too. Like, I, I love we, inception. Don't get me wrong. I just, I think we talked about it on the podcast too. Inception is like the movie that it's like, Oh, this is not. So deep. <laughs> yeah. It's the movie that people who don't watch a lot of movies claim is like the deepest movie of like all time it's like it, it is it, deep but like ever come on uh so more figuratively than actual literal depth yes so if i have to pick one i guess um man it would be very tough i guess my pick would be inglorious bastards uh that's just it's quentin tarantino's masterpiece and brad pitt's awesome in it uh uh lieutenant aldo rain it's unbelievable he's just awesome in it and i mean big short is like one of my favorite movies recently so it's hard to pick between the two but uh given the choice of what i'm going to rewatch, 
I mean, just the action sequences in Inglorious Bastards and the just the palpable tension, like that bar scene when they're underground and yeah. So that that's my pick, I guess, for his the best movie that he's been in. Yeah. I kind of this one was tough for me because I wanted to I wanted to pick a movie where he's like really driving the film and not kind of being the best supporting actor. Um, I thought seven was just wild, but Morgan Freeman is obviously the more driving force in that film. Um, but yeah, he does have a lot of roles where you just, maybe it's cause I'm a serial Brad Pitt movie watcher, but you just know his character's names. And I think that's really hard to do for actors unless you're, you know, Jason Bourne, Ethan Hunt, like, you know, Tyler Durden, you know, Rusty Ryan, you know, Achilles for other reasons, but you know, you know, Brad Pitt was him. Lieutenant Aldo Rain, like that is pretty damn notorious and uh, best movie. I want to say, I think this is why we picked him. It's like, he has so many movies that are like amazing, like uh, actual, like masterpiece movies. Just actual bangers all Ugh. throughout his career. Um, oh, this is so tough. And I feel like I'm going to give the wrong answer. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go in Glorious Bastards too, because that's one of my favorite movies. And it's hard to be in a, I guess, in a Quentin Tarantino movie and like kind of overshadow the Tarantino ness of it. Like, when you're watching other Tarantino movies, you're, like, very aware that you're watching Quentin Tarantino, whether that's Kill Bill or Pulp Fiction or something like that. But for Inglorious Bastards, you're like, oh, shit, there's... He just has fucking classic things. lines in that. Yes. Gore Lamy. I'll probably get chewed out. I can handle getting chewed out. <laughs> um, I th- yeah, I think... Inglorious Bastards is a good run to go through. Otherwise, I would say like any one of the Oceans movies, like I will rewatch the Oceans movies any day of the week, but I'll ride for a big short pretty much any day of the week. Uh, his role as sage investor, especially uh, towards the middle end of the movie where they had um, placed the investments already and mm-hmm. Brad Pitt informs them that if they're if they're wait or yeah, I guess if they're wagers, if their bets on the economy are successful, that means that thousands of people will lose their jobs, thousands are going to die, and it's I don't know. He's just a great actor in that movie too, and that's such a good film. Yeah, we're we still need Brad Pitt to have his Oscar. Um, so another bit I wanted to talk about was since we're talking about his best movies and we're talking about Brad Pitt, not quite having that signature best actor Oscar win just yet. Um, is Brad Pitt out of his prime still yes. in his prime or is his prime yet to come? Um, I just think by age, he might be out of his prime. Um, I mean, obviously if he wins an Oscar, he can have a, like a really great, second prime um kind of a little a little kobe-esque after Shaq left um sure but mm, 
My I thinking would... is that like if he's going to win an Oscar, it has to be in a film that he is the star of. And it has to be a prestige director and it has to be an incredible script. Yes. I don't know if he's going to get there with David Fincher. Yeah, my guess is like it, if he does a lot. <laughs> if he's going to win, it likely has to be like kind of a down year, I guess. I mean, there's just so many good movies coming out and there's so many incredibly talented actors and actresses out there that it's like I don't know if he's going to steal a year it almost has to be like uh, he has to almost be like the consensus pick where everyone's like oh, okay Brad Pitt's like the safe choice over whoever or it has to be so out of the park compared to everything else that they have no choice but to give it to him yeah so I think Coming up, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, due out next year, another Tarantino flick. Um, Leo's the lead role in Brad Pitt. I want to say we should maybe put him on Best Supporting Actor Watch. It kind of depends on how well he holds up against some of the other big names in this movie. I'm not sure what sort of scenes he's going to share or how many storylines are going to be told because it's a a Tarantino movie and like three or four storylines at once could be going. But other real players you have in this movie are Margot Robbie, Al Pacino, uh, Timothy Oliphant, Kurt Russell, James Marsden, our our favorite boy Teddy. Great ass. <laughs> uh, Burt Reynolds, Damian Lewis. Uh, what? What is this movie? <laughs> uh, it is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Jesus man. Lord. Yeah, it's pretty stacked. Damian Lewis plays Steve McQueen. So Yo. I think we might get a situation where just like these famous actors are making what are essentially cameo roles. Um, but if they have, if it's more of an ensemble type of film, then we might have to turn off Oscar watch. But um, yeah, it is due out in July of next year. So that should, I guess, be relatively close to the award season mindset usually those movies are coming out in like the fall though yeah i think anything tarantino does is going to be in conversations from now on yeah towards the end of july next year so we have about a full year left until that comes out um brad pitt's prime though i want to say really it has to be 04 to 09 starting with troy and ending with inglorious bastards because i think that's just uh that is a part in his career where he's probably just being offered whatever role he wants and just being able to accept whatever role he wants. And that's why he has just such a great second five-year run of really, really good and classic movies that are um, rewatchable. You know, they're still showing up on cable networks. Um, Not a lot of these. Burn After Reading and Troy are on Netflix, but... Um, the rest are just about on every other streaming service spread out. So, yeah, I had uh, 07 to 09 as his peak. I didn't do the expanded universe uh, or expanded years, but I mean, Ocean's 13 is a good classic hit. Uh, Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford is low key, like a pretty good movie. It's a little bit arty, but like the, it's visually very stunning, which is why it appeals to me. Uh, Burn after reading, <laughs> it's very gif heavy, 
uh, you can get, get yes. a lot of gifts <laughs> of Brad Pitt from that movie. And then uh, Benjamin Button was obviously huge. Um, I mean, he was great in it as well. And I mean, that was also pretty highly acclaimed and nominated for a lot of various Oscars. And then uh, the last film in that run within the time frame is Inglorious Bastards, which is solidly one of my favorite movies. And yeah. Yeah. Agreed on that front. Um, let me see here. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you. So this conversation comes up, especially with Leo. I think we've heard it a few times that his kind of career counterpart is Matt Damon because they have often contended with each other. They kind of have a similar arc in terms of what movies they do. Um, and I do believe there's a right answer for this question, but who do you think is Brad Pitt's, uh, like career doppelganger slash career counterpart guy? Huh. I have not really thought about this too much. Uh, this is a new question. I I just kind of thought, no, 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 it's good. Uh, Let's see. I guess it would be what early '90s to now ish, and mm-hmm. a little bit lessening. Hmm. God, I'm not going to think of a good name. I know that I'm going to get this one wrong. <laughs> uh, I guess Ben Affleck would be probably my my pick, only because like he definitely peaked late '90s. He's been a little bit less prevalent now. He's been in prestige movies. He was classically good-looking. Yeah, I think that's my pick. You are right. That is the correct answer. Ah, trivia champion. <laughs> uh, the Billy Bead of trivia, ladies and gentlemen. I, I think the correct answer is Ben Affleck. Because I think, I mean... We're on video chat and George did not give away anything. <laughs> I think for, I mean, obviously Brad Pitt had like just... A really, really rough run um, with Geely, like one of the probably worst movies of all time, and just a a bad Daredevil look. Um, so that that was his. Not for Daredevil, he didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> fair, very fair. Um, but I think Brad Pitt has just had a, or Ben Affleck rather has just had a better career than I think we realize and like actually give him credit for. Um, Cause he's been in just a lot of, I mean, obviously super good movies, whether that's Goodwill hunting um, dogma, which I think is a little bit underrated boiler room. Gone Pearl girl. Harbor. Yeah. Um, later, obviously gone girl, Argo, uh, the t- town, um, Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> uh, love Batman vs. Superman. The Accountant, which I keep on uh, forgetting as just really a super good, like, up there with John Wick and Equalizer type of, you know, person who used to kill for a living has to get back into the game type of film. Um a lot of chatter for live by night being a super underrated movie of 2016 that I've seen, um, in the past couple weeks. Um, yeah, like you said, classically good looking guy. Um, not given a whole lot of credit for the work he's done on the screen. And as of late has been given a little bit more credit for his work behind the cameras, kind of like Brad Pitt as a producer, but I'm thinking more along the lines of Brad Pitt, the director, 
um, with Gone Baby Gone, The Town, Argo, um, winning him an Oscar there, and he also directed Look by Night. Um, and he's often mentioned in um, being able to direct other movies, whether that's for, oh, you know what? I think Ben Affleck won an Oscar for producing Argo. I think he won for for directing, I thought. Mm, I can't recall. Doesn't but matter. Doesn't matter. Anyway, like I was saying, he, he's getting his name thrown out there for directing, you know, more uh, big money pictures, whether that's wanting him to direct uh, Batman versus Superman himself or his standalone Batman film, Justice League. They wanted him to direct that as well. So it's just, um, I think that's like his career. Brad Pitt's career counterpart is Ben Affleck, but Brad Pitt is probably definitely the better actor of the two. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I really have liked Ben Affleck's directing efforts. uh, And I don't know if I can... I mean, Brad Pitt's been producing movies. He's he hasn't directed any, right? Uh, no. Okay. Well, there's that. I, I I mean, I obviously like that Brad Pitt seems to have pretty good taste in what he is putting his money into, as does Affleck. I don't know. It's cool to have talented people uh, with money in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, we kind of. We touched on that earlier with talking about his uh, movies that he's been, you know, part of the producing team that have been nominated for Oscars. 12 um, years. And one, yes, 12 Years a Slave. One. He's really in uh, movies with numbers in the titles, huh? Uh, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, Seven. 12 Monkeys. Um, Seven Years in Tibet. <laughs> Happy Feet 2, does that count? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, Oceans 11, 12, and 13. <laughs> those aren't sequels, you know. Um, yeah, that's pretty wild, actually. <laughs> 21 Jump Street. Wow. <laughs> Less than zero. This is actually a little bit alarming. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt has a problem. Numbers problem. It's like uh, Jim Carrey and... 23 is it the number 23 or just 23 <laughs> i don't know i don't know what movie you're talking about uh it's a jim carrey and it's one of the worst movies i've ever seen it caused me and a high school girlfriend to break up that's how bad it was <laughs> what no way what what do you mean you have to detail there uh it's just a really bad movie and like we just weren't able to have it it's not it was dumb it was a bad scene <laughs> bad scene for everyone uh well um we can also throw in he almost did Apollo 13, but he did he did seven instead. So those two kind of cancel out. But I wish he would have added Apollo 13 to his uh, his discography here. I kind of do, but Apollo 13 was like a really really good movie. I don't I don't know if uh, Brad Pitt in it would have improved it. I might have just been more distracted by his amazing looks. <laughs> I mean, it might have caused you to rewatch it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's a really good Tom Hanks movie. I feel like his Brad Pitt and Tom Hanks haven't worked together, right? Um, I want to say no. It would be like Saving Private Ryan or nothing. No, he wasn't in Saving Private Ryan. Man, that's a bummer. He would have been really good in that. Uh, he's he's got plenty of good war movies though. So 
Can't knock him there. Nope, nothing I'm seeing with Tom Hanks. Hmm. Well, keep your ears on the ground. That should be the next thing. Right. Um, oh, so one last thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I think it's pretty damn funny. Um, <laughs> have you seen recently um, just a thing that's kind of taking over the internet is Brad Pitt keeps looking like his girlfriend's? I mean, he's really pretty. He's like one of the prettiest men that I've, that I know of. Yeah. But I mean, not just that he is an attractive person. Um, it's the fact that just Google like Brad Pitt's girlfriends and you'll, you'll find instantly like a daily mail article of, uh, pictures that show him looking I mean, he has shoulder-length hair that's just long and blonde, looking like Angelina Jolie. Nice. Looking really 90s with Jennifer Aniston. Um, There's another picture of him and Gwyneth Paltrow wearing, like, the same sunglasses, which is hilarious. (laughs) Like, the same comb-over as well. It's just super funny. I recommend everybody just go and check that out. I'll get on that momentarily. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Unbelievable. Tough look for my guy. Just kind of like that's that's a little weird because like if you think of like a prototypical like alpha male, like he has an incredible jawline. He's always like in the movies, he's iconic for been like extremely jacked and very um, like testosterone adrenaline driven. So it's a little goofy to see him with uh, flowing locks like Angie. I mean, you got to give him some credit because psychologically, you're just even with just friends, you're attracted to people who think and, you know, share the same interests as you. So it could all just be purely coincidental um, and just being caught at really weird times in these pictures because they have pictures of him looking like sporting the same hairstylist like Tom Cruise and George Clooney in some of these pictures too. Incredible. Yes, very much so. Um, but yeah, uh, Brad Pitt, um, any final thoughts on, on our guy? I'm going to go watch, uh, some Troy, the greatest movie of Brad Pitt's lexicon. Now uh, that I'm free to say that. <laughs> now that I've given you the okay to accept Troy as, uh, his greatest, Output. Immortality is yours. Take it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very true. You better have two hours and 45 minutes to kill for Troy. That's the only knock on it is that it's probably 23 minutes too long, at least. It's like two hours too long. (laughs) It's a really (laughs) long movie. It is super long. I was watching that, though, and I wasn't quite sure what parts they should have cut out. Uh, Anything with Egg and Emnon? Hey, don't hit on my guy Brian Cox. Uh, Agent, no, Brian Cox was uh, Hector, right? Uh, no, he was Egan. No, that's okay. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> um, Hector, no, Hector was Eric. Banna. Eric Banna, too. I know. Yeah, the worst Hulk. <laughs> yeah, um, I confused him. But yeah, um, so anyway, um, like I said at the beginning, this is going to be the first of several 
uh, casts that we bring to you guys. Um, the next one on the list is one of the greatest actresses and probably with Brad Pitt, like underratedness as far as superstars, but it's Sandra Bullock. Um, Sandy, the, the Oscar winning Sandra Bullock, who has had just a long career from speed to the blind side. I'm so excited. I'm going to watch speed again. I really want to watch that movie like right now. Um, after Sandra Bullock, we're going to talk about maybe one of the greatest actors of all time. Uh, I feel like he should be on the Mount Rushmore of great actors, and that's Mr. Denzel Washington. Yes. Agreed on that. I think, yeah, that I mean, both of them are incredible. Might, might have to have a topic of discussion soon here on who is the. Who's on the Mount Washington of greatest actors right. slash actresses? Because I think it might be Denzel, Daniel Day-Lewis, Meryl Streep, and other. We are definitely that's just off the top of my head. Yeah, we're biased uh, towards the present, but yes, that's a solid starting list. Awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, want to thank you guys for listening. Um, my name again is Jordan Smith. You can find me on the Twitter sphere at Jordan underscore Smith 27. Um, you can catch my writing everywhere on there. I post every article Acme packing company, fake teams, what have you. Um, anything to plug Raj? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Raj R O G underscore podge P O D G E or uh, Raj 15 podge on Instagram. Uh, and that's basically it. Neither of those are that interesting, but you know, if you want to throw a few likes my way, I would appreciate the uh, the, the pity upvotes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for checking out Brad Pitt. Stay tuned for Sandra Bullock. Hopefully we can get um, Mr. Quinn on that one. Uh, shout out to my guy, AJ, for being a great fan and listener. Love that guy. Peace out.